what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to The Hustle Sold Separately. We are a podcast dedicated to all of you, the creators, the entrepreneurs, the hustlers, CEOs, people in and out of their their thing, they're, they're on their vibe, um, anti-status quo. Maybe you're misunderstood. Maybe people look at you as like, why would you be doing things that way? This is how it's always been done, but you believe in doing something differently. I want you to know that we completely get you. I get you, my guests that come on the uh, on the podcast every week, we get you. Uh, you know, because life is not this, you know, uh, singular line and or this linear line, I should say. Um, and so my guests that come on, we, we every week we talk about, you know, what are we experiencing in real time? You know, often at times media glamorizes and glorifies and success. And it's just not that way. I think success is a very arbitrary word because it depends on the individual, what it is that you want to do with your life, where is it you want to go, what does success look like to you, what does happiness look like to you. And I believe that is the most important uh, place to play from. And uh, so I'm, I'm truly grateful for um, you know, all that we're doing here, all the people that are coming on and all the topics that we're discussing. Uh, first of all, want to give a huge shout out to all of you guys who've been listening for a long time. And then even uh, and then another shout out to the, the newer people who've been listening in on the podcast in recent weeks and months, uh, especially here in 2020. Lots of new uh, listeners. Uh, appreciate each and every one of you, all the ratings and the reviews. It means a lot. Apple apparently thinks it, it it's very important as well, too. It's what's been helping grow the podcast. So I'm truly grateful. And for those of you that are new, I'm Matt Gottesman. I'm, I'm you know, founder of HDF Magazine, where you can, you can check me out over there, at HDF Magazine on Instagram. Uh, I'm also founder of several other ventures. And you can check me out at Matt Gottesman on Instagram. Would love for you to follow along. Everybody that follows knows that I answer and reply as best as I can to each and every single text, DM, uh, you know, reply, whatever it is on my wall, uh, just to make sure to connect as much as possible. And I'm just, I'm truly grateful. We've gotten to about 4.6 million downloads and we're cranking, we're, we're moving. And I thought it would be great to do another solo episode today. Um, because there was some interesting questions that came about when I asked my audience on at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, you know, ask me anything, what kind of questions you want to know? And somebody had asked me, what is the hardest but most lucrative lesson you've learned in business? And there were six of them that I listed off. And I thought we could have a quick conversation about those. Because it will combine both the business and the interpersonal and the spiritual and um, who you are in this world and whatever it is that you're trying to go from a soul level. And so you, as many of you guys know, uh, I'm all about combining that business and spiritual uh, more than anything because a better version of us shows up as a better version in business, a better version of our relationships, a better version with society at large, right? So the question was, what is the hardest but most lucrative lessons in business that I have learned? And I'm going to name off all six. 
uh, here momentarily, but uh, we'll just actually just go in order. And I'm going to talk a little bit about each and, and break them down. The first one was never make decisions from an emotional place. Okay. Now, um, I want you guys to understand what this really means. Never make a decision from an emotional place. I'm not talking about not having passion. I'm talking about the fact that uh, people will uh, maybe not necessarily understand you when you're, you know, when you're interacting. Um, you might see something happen, you know, within your company, amongst your colleagues, amongst your business partners, whatever it might be. And at some point, you might get triggered up from something that you don't even know why. Why is that thing bothering you? And I urge you that instead of being reactive, you take a second to step back and try to understand what it is that you are getting emotional about in the first place. And then maybe take whether that is a few minutes, a few hours, or even a day before you make a key decision on that particular topic because what's happening is you might be making decisions from a narrative in your head that's not even necessarily true. Maybe you took something personal from somebody else that they're saying. Maybe um, you know it's reminding you of something from a long time ago. Whatever it is, if there is something emotionally happening to you in that moment, don't necessarily make a key decision from that place. Give yourself a minute to breathe. I sometimes like to take a day, maybe two if I really need, and allow my nervous system to actually calm down and kind of tap into like, okay, like what was that about for me? And what do I need to understand about this? And, um, you know, how do I need to look at this situation? And what could I do better about it? And what would be my solutions overall? By doing that, I'm more likely to get the kind of outcomes that I want. Now, also key is in those environments, don't be afraid to tell people like, you know what? I'm listening to everything that you're saying, or I'm, I'm, I'm understanding all of the, I'm observing everything that's going on. Please uh, allow me a little bit of time to uh, think this through so I can come back to you with some proposed solutions and some ideas that might work best, um, you know, with what we're, what we're dealing with here. Uh, people got to respect that. If they don't respect that, I highly encourage you to check out your environment <laughs> and, and rethink that as well, um, because that is a in my person, personal um, opinion, that is probably one of the best things that you could behave, right? That is respectful, it's honest, it's direct, and it's clear, okay? So my second point that I brought up uh, when somebody asked that question, what's the hardest but most lucrative lesson you've learned in business was others will project whatever fears they have going on internally, so you have to really know and trust yourself, your work, and your craft. Really think about that. Now, what I mean by others will project whatever fears are going on internally. I have consulted with large brands. I've been around with um, CEOs to executive vice presidents to directors to employees, you name it, everybody involved in these brands. I've been around um, entrepreneurial environments, venture capital environments. I've been around a lot of different environments. And a lot of times, especially in corporate environments, um, there could be something going on with that individual and maybe they're not feeling their worthiness, their value. Maybe they're not feeling, um, you know, something about themselves internally that you and your presence could actually be triggering them. I've actually seen this and it took me many years to A, not take it emotionally or personally, and then B, 
figure out how to help that individual who might have been projecting on me. And let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. So let's say um, I'm coming in with all this value because I always have. I used to be very naive about that where I would think that everybody's trying to collaborate. Everybody's trying to be, you know, all come together and make this beautiful thing happen. Um, yeah, I think it's still a good way to 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 be that way, but I also had to get a little realistic that some environments might have some people that maybe are in positions that either they should, shouldn't be in, or maybe they should be, but they're also going through something. And what I've found is I've had some people just straight go on an attack on me saying like, well, what about this? Did you do that? What about this? How are we doing with this? Give me this reason. What about that reason? They were just, they were in an attack mode. It wasn't that they were trying to get information from me on what we were all doing they were in attack mode and one of the things that i ended up noticing was like oh wow this is a worthiness issue because like i had all the answers everything was executed on the project like it was just it was amazing and i had to take time out to realize like oh wow this person might be fearing their role right now right think about that they might be worried about their role Am I worthy? Am I doing enough? I need to do more. I, do I have enough value? I don't know if I'm keeping up with all this. Now, that's not the words coming out of this individual's mouth, right? But that could be what's going on internally. So I had to stop the conversation and be like, hey, listen, like everything's going great here. Allow me to understand better what you're like, what do you have on the table? What are your priorities? And how can I and my team support everything that you're doing? That person now felt heard. They felt, um, you know, uh, more present. And they also realized that, you know, they didn't know. They weren't really sure. And I made it a safe place for that person to be okay with not knowing. Do you understand how important that was? That like, and I, it, by the way, I really, until recent years, I failed at that miserably. <laughs> I used to take it so personally, like, why are they attacking me? Why are they attacking me? Why are they attacking me? They're not attacking you. They're attacking themselves internally and projecting on you through a bunch of words, no matter what is going on internally with them. So by me saying, how can I support whatever it is that you're prioritizing right now? Because we are in the position to do so. I then turn the attention and energy onto that individual and they were able to express themselves more about where they were at, what are the frustrations, what are the gaps, what are their needs, what are their desires, what are they trying to achieve? All of those things, I now have a friend in that person versus an enemy. Do you understand why that this is so important? And it's just going to happen. By the way, by the way, not always will that be the outcome. That will not always be the outcome. <laughs> there will be times that plenty that like people are just going to project and they might literally just be an asshole. Um, again, you want to hold grace and stand firm in your worth and your work and be like, this is how it is. This is how we, you know, do it. Like, this is what we're seeing. I don't know what else to tell you. You know, always, you know, always be proud. That's why your self-development is so important because you're, and your craft and your mastery because you're like, this is what we know to be true. And yeah, I am one of the best in the world at it or at least trying to be. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to feel pretty good about my answers. That's why our personal growth is so important. Okay. So number three to the question, what is the hardest but most lucrative lesson you've learned in business is you have to rely on yourself. Whatever you do, always have something you're creating that is in your control. So when external factors happen, you're not constantly starting over. 
What do I mean by this? This is more so for the entrepreneurs out there um, or the contractors, the freelancers. But I do think it applies to all people. First of all, I believe in, and I had another solo episode on this when I talked about ownership, that we should always be creating something that is uniquely ours, whether it be from a hobby standpoint, a platform, a passion, whatever, because it grounds us into, it's almost like a meditation, if you will, but it grounds us into having something that only us can mold, shape, and form that nobody else can control from you or pull away from you, um, whether that be, you know, because normally when you're out there and you're working for somebody or you're maybe you're an entrepreneur or maybe you're a contractor or maybe you're a consultant and all of a sudden deals go away or things go away, right? Um, you still have something that you're creating that uniquely belongs to you. It grounds you and it also helps you th like think of all these different angles. Now, what I mean for me coming from my context is why I said this is as a consultant, how I used to do things was I would go and help out uh, brands and businesses and I, I brought all kinds of insane value. I mean, insane value. Now I own that worthiness. I brought insane value. I brought resources. I brought people. I brought attorneys. I brought, I mean, you name it, I brought it. And because I also was able to execute work from 15, 20 years of experience, sometimes it didn't look like work to those people. And then all of a sudden, you know, time would move on. It was like, hey, I think we're done here. But they had no problem keeping resources, keeping like everything that I brought to the table. Now, number one, that was not my business. So they can technically do whatever they want to do. So again, go back to number one. Don't be emotional. Don't take, emo uh, you know, per don't take it personal. Um, but I learned that I had to reposition myself and I, I had to recreate my approach and build a couple of different things on my end. So starting about six, seven years ago, I built first a media platform that is talking to all of you, millions of people monthly through all of my media distribution. Nobody can take that away from me. And no matter what business I build or what conversation I want to have, I can have it and I can talk to all of you about it and nobody else owns it. That is a beautiful thing. That's also leverage. That's also distribution if I want to. That's market research, right? That's sales, that's marketing. It's everything wrapped into one. And most importantly, it's a community that I own that nobody else owns. So there's that aspect that I incorporated. And then I also got, uh, I also incorporated from a business aspect. I went from a small business owner, more so to an entrepreneur in creating a, a an agency, if you will, where I, I, I have my own resources. They're all attached to it, right? So these types of things give me leverage that no matter what I'm doing out there, I've got something that is my own that I'm uniquely building that constantly has growth. So I never feel like I'm starting over. Could any of you imagine in this internet age that we're living in that you're creating a YouTube channel, an Instagram, a TikTok, whatever, 10,000, 100,000, you know, 500,000 followers. God forbid your job lays you off. You got 500,000 people you want to talk about like business. You want to talk about maybe that industry. You maybe want to talk about like what you would do differently. When you create something of your own, you're not necessarily starting over. You're starting from the point that you left off at, in my opinion. And I think that that's very, very, very vital. Okay. Um, so number four, what's the hardest but most lucrative lesson you've learned in business? Number four is momentum. Momentum takes being present a lot. This actually is going to piggyback off of number three a little bit. Losing momentum sucks. 
I've lost it several times. So now I've learned that my current momentum is about being present with it, nurturing it and making and taking and making daily steps with it, right? Having a, a respect for it. I was once told that losing, uh, losing respect, of course, losing respect sucks, <laughs> that losing uh, momentum sucks. And it really is. I didn't, I didn't fully grasp the concept. And it's because you ever feel like you're making headwaves on something. And I mean, you're really, you know, it's, it's coming together nicely. And all of a sudden, it's just completely yanked away from you. Now, how you react to it is everything. But, uh, if you let it completely go and start from ground zero again, do it enough times and you start to get a little tired, right? Um, I had to learn how to do mo recreate momentum for the last time and nurture it for life, the rest of my life. And what I mean by that is that when we become more present in the decisions we're making and the approach we're taking, and we're very honest about who we are, what our expectations are, especially, I'm and I'm talking obviously in business, um, but it really isn't anything in life. What are my values? What am I sticking to? What am I clear on? Where are my boundaries, right? Like all of these things, when we can communicate that and understand it and make decisions from that each day, we can nurture our momentum a lot more. So like if something happens, I go, okay, you know what? Based off of my past experience, I've seen this and this. Let's take a moment out to just think about how to like handle this so we can mitigate what we've seen before and continue to move forward. And I'm making decisions like that every single hour of every single day. After that, a while, that practice becomes like very fluid. You will completely have flow. Now, it's not to say that you won't get thrown off by like some new things you haven't seen before. At least they're new things. But you will have a protocol of how to handle it. And so I, I, I highly encourage you to become much more present, whether that's a five or 10 minute a day pr uh, meditation or prayer or gratitude. You know, I know it's constantly pushed through social media. It's constantly pushed through here, the podcast and everywhere else. Everybody's talking about it. There's a reason why 80% of the most successful people in the world meditate daily. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the other 20%. They're clearly making some interesting <laughs> choices, but we're going to leave that off uh, offline for now. But but 80% of the people um, that are successful in this world are meditating. Why? Because it allows you to get very grounded and present in the day and what's going on so you can make the type of decisions for each area of your life to sustain and build upon that momentum. So I really want you to think about, I don't care even if it's just five or 10 minutes, just sit and, and check in and say, how am I doing? What's going on? What could I do better? Um, you know, uh, what's happening in this area of the business? Okay, are there some questions I need to ask? Is there, did I handle that situation well? What could I, how could I have changed the way I handled that situation? Do I need to do a different approach? Oh, I've seen this before. Okay, let me make sure that um, knowing what I know from the previous time to do something uh, different so that way that particular thing may not happen in that manner anymore, right? So all of these different things allow us to maintain momentum, okay? So it's very, very important. Momentum sucks. It's, I mean, momentum, losing momentum sucks. It really, really, really sucks um, to, to lose it. I, it's almost like, I mean, in a lot of ways, we're always going to be starting from zero in different phases of our life for new things we're trying.
but losing momentum of life, that can be difficult to bounce back from. Um, and I'll give you a small analogy, right? Because I'm, I myself am going through this. So um, I haven't worked out. I mean, I've, I've maintained a decent weight, decent body, whatever, for, for a, over a decade. Nothing, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I thought I was eating well and, and, and whatnot, but I really hadn't worked out since like my 20s. And I hit 40 and I was like, you know what? Um, I really want to understand my body for the rest of my life and treat it like a temple. And I had to get to a certain mindset to, because I had, you know, like dieting, like anybody knows, you know, um, dieting is like you lose weight, you gain weight, you lose weight, you gain weight, all that stuff. Um, and you lose momentum. And what happens when you lose momentum? You're like, yeah, that's it. You know, maybe another time. I mentally got to a place where I was like, this is about a lifestyle, not a diet. This is about feeling good and healing the body internally and um, having more energy, having better creativity, having better organization, having a better uh, relationship with my brain, you know, and my heart and my and my lungs, like all of these areas. Once I took that kind of approach and became present with it, I not only started really enjoying the process, I ended up getting a trainer. You know, I'm, I'm months deep on that. I ended up getting a nutritionist, right? I'm months deep on that. I started just taking the time to really understand something and be present with it. And funny enough, you see like you create momentum and you see results like within like two, three, four months. That's why that quote that says like, you know, just really focus and, 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 and stay in your lane for six months, you can see drastic changes. It's so true. Like we all have this uh, ability to create momentum and sustain momentum when we treat it from a very present state and respect it. Okay. All right. So uh, moving on to number five, number five of what is the hardest, but most lucrative lesson you've learned in business. This is a big one. A lot of you are going to uh, understand this, if not all of you. And it's this, not everyone will get you. And that doesn't devalue who you are. I'm going to repeat that. Not everyone will get you. And that does not devalue what you are, who you are, or what you see. Okay. Very, very important. Your vision was planted in you as a seed for you. It wasn't planted for other people. Most may not understand what you're trying to do. Few might add a pure alignment, openness, their own path, um, maybe some similarities, whatever it might be. Others might get you, which is why, you know, we kind of say, find your tribe and love them hard, right? Like you, you'll find your like people in this world, like attracts like, but most people will maybe not understand you or get what you are trying to do, um, that does not devalue you. And the reasons, and I, by the way, each of these ones that I am talking about, I have dealt with all of them, a multitude of different angles, a multitude of different times, and a multitude of different phases of my life. So I'm speaking from personal experience because I used to take it as if, if you couldn't see it, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe like this doesn't work. Maybe I shouldn't do this. But what happens if nobody understands it? But what if this? What if that? Fuck that. I'm going to tell you right now because anytime I didn't play from that mode, but I actually played from the mode of let me move and start making things happen, boom, like right away, 
people started gravitating towards it, or maybe um, customers or clients were attracted to that business. Uh, maybe I attracted the right, you know, friends and personal relationships that were, it was just, you cannot devalue what your intuition is guiding you on. Like that is just a slap in the face to your soul. Basically, you were planted with very specific seeds that are meant for you. Of course, other people aren't going to see it. Your job is to not only value it, but honor and respect it. And if you honor and respect it and value it and move in that direction, the world will follow and they will understand what is happening and how you were able to manifest what you see. Oh, oh shit, I couldn't see it, Mr. or Ms. so-and-so. Now I get it. I couldn't get it before. Wow, like look what you've created. How do I know this to be true? Look at everything else around you that has been built. Like from architectural feats to, you know, space travel to, I mean, everything to the iPhone. You think that these people weren't called crazy? You think that these people weren't devalued or weren't like looked at and misunderstood? You think, and these people didn't devalue themselves. They were like, you don't get it, but you will. You're going to get it. I'm going to show you. And that's okay that you don't get it because I will show you. And then we're going to have fun together with this. And that'll be that. And, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, strut a little confidence in your, in your worth and your value. Have a relationship with your gut. Have a relationship with your intuition. Have a relationship with your soul. Do not let other people on different paths and journeys. Do not let all other people on different paths and different journeys devalue you or you devalue because they don't get you. I'm going to end it on that one because we're going to go to number six. But that last one is major, major key. So I want you to think about that. And by the way, real quick to end number five, if they don't get you, smile. Do not constantly try to explain yourself to them unless, of course, they're a customer, then you want to make sure that they understand what it is you're trying to do for them. <laughs> so let me just also make that clear. But outside of that, don't try to explain to them. Don't try to, to constantly use words. Show them. Just show them. Like, cool. I tell you what, let me just continue moving in that direction and I'll show you what I come up with. And then, you know, you'll, you'll see along the way. Like, oh, okay, cool. That's how you can combat that, by the way. All right, so number six. What is the hardest but most lucrative lesson you've learned in business? Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. We cannot overwhelm ourselves or do more just because we can. It's best to stick with where we get our best results or have huge upside potential because we're instinctual with it. What do I mean by that? Let's say you are an amazing videographer and content creator and you don't like doing websites or ads. Somebody comes to you and says, hey, can you do our website? We love all the other work you do. Can you do it? Probably. You have a general working knowledge. Maybe you put together your site. Maybe you have resources around you. Maybe whatever it might be. Can you do it? Yes. Should you do it? Probably not. If it's not in your wheelhouse or a priority of your daily tasks or what you are building upon or what you are doing or where you are spending your time, don't do it. It will, the learning curve 
alone will take time. It will also pull you out of the things that you should be doing that you are becoming known for, that you are credible for, that you are um, that you are building upon, that are easy for you, and that you get consistent results for. I had to learn this the hard way because I have done everything you could possibly imagine that belongs to the internet. And I'm still probably learning more, but I narrowed and niched down into very specific areas and partner with other people to do the other things. And that's that. That is it. That is that. And I can even now tell people or clients or whatever it might be, you know what? That's not our thing, but we've got somebody we can refer you to. I don't want you to mess up my lane. Why? Because I'm building on momentum and I don't want anybody to mess up with the momentum. So I'm not going to make an emotional uh, decision um, from anything that's coming, you know, out, whether that be, you know, from somebody, something that somebody I know really, really needs. I'm um, not going to allow, you know, whatever's going on in the world to throw me off that vibe. I'm going to rely on everything that we've already created. And if they don't understand, it's okay because they don't see my vision. Do you see how I just used all six points? These things all work in tandem with each other, okay? But I, I, I wanted to reiterate again for number six, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. When I was in MBA school, I heard that quote, and I don't know who the original author of it is, but I love that quote because it's so true. It's so easy for us to be like, yeah, I can do that, especially depending on where you're at, right? You maybe want the money or maybe you want um, the, the business, whatever it might be. I urge you to stay very clear on the things you know you can get results on and focus on getting those people by you saying no to other things that you know you can do but shouldn't, you will have the space clear and open to get the kind of clients or business or customers for the things that you are doing. It keeps you very focused in your lane and scalable. And believe me, I know this very, very, very well. As I niched further down and stuck to a very specific lane, and weave some pieces together that made it unique, I stay there. Doesn't mean I don't make some mistakes every now and then. Every now and then a nice little you know, carrot is dangled in front of me that I'm like, ooh, we could do that. But I keep people around me to check me, right? And the way I'm creating my business, I make sure that I have other members of my team that I say, hey, listen, I know we can do this, but we probably shouldn't. But what are your thoughts? And how can we you know, help this person or where can we re refer them or guide them, right? So just because you can, doesn't mean you should. So again, so uh, to reiterate these these six points real quick, when I was asked on Instagram at Matt Gossman, please follow me along there if you have any questions, and I would love to get your thoughts on this as well, of course. But um, when I was asked, what is the hardest but most lucrative lesson you've learned in business? I named six. And to reiterate all six, it was never make decisions from an emotional place. Number two, others will project whatever fears they have going on internally. So you have to really know and trust yourself, your work, and your craft. Number three, you have to rely on yourself. Whatever you do, always have something you're creating that is in your control. So when external factors happen, you're not constantly starting over. Number four, momentum takes being present a lot. Losing it sucks. I've lost it several times, so now I've learned that my current momentum is about being present with it, nurturing it, and making daily steps with it. Number five, not everyone will get you, and that doesn't devalue who you are or what you see. And number six, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. We can't overwhelm ourselves or do more just because we can. It's best to stick with where we get our best results or have huge upside potential because we're instinctual with it. Okay? 
So on that note, I'm going to end this episode. It's a short 31-minute solo episode. Well, short for me, let's just say that, because we normally have these hour, hour and a half long episodes. But I hope you've truly found this very um, helpful. And um, I want you guys to continue reaching out. Ask me questions. If you want me to expand on something in business, mindset, spirituality, relationships, whatever, I will always bring my transparency and vulnerability to it and give you from my own personal experiences and based on where I am at in my journey and what I am learning from exceptionally amazing people around me, okay? Um, and I'm happy to have open discussions about all of this and I'm happy to do lives on, on Instagram while I do these type of episodes. So I just really wanna say thank you uh, and a uh, very special shout out to my good friend Hoff, Dan Hoffman, who is actually filming and videoing all of this uh, from his awesome company called The Good in Media. I just want to give a quick shout out to him because he's filming this for me, and I'm really grateful for that. Uh, and for all of you who constantly tune in every single week to the all the episodes, I'm trying to do more of these solo episodes. So your feedback is so important. Please ask me anything. I This is meant to be approachable. This is meant for all of us to do this together as a community globally at large, okay? And uh, please continue with the ratings and reviews on Apple. It means a lot to me, more so to Apple, so they can continue to expand uh, You know who they allow the discovery of my podcast to. It means a lot. And of course, you can subscribe in, in a multitude of ways, whether it be through uh, Instagram or YouTube or uh, you know, or the, the podcast. And uh, I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Uh, thank you for constantly tuning in uh, for myself, Matt Gottesman, for The Hustle Sold Separately. Uh, and for this episode, we're out.